Go get it if I want it Gotta make to myself a promise I won't quit, keep going till I got it I won't give up till I'm on top Yo, no, I ain't the type to give up If I do something, man, I do it till I get what I want I turn a business out of nothing into something I love I got a poker face, but honestly, I'm not one to bluff I flip a switch Welcome to Incoming with Margie Avery Where we consider life and how to get through it happily and welcome to Incoming. I'm your host, Margie Avery. Thank you for listening. Today, I'm going to dive right into a topic that has been, I actually touched on a part of this in one of my previous shows. I can't remember which episode, but we were talking about uh, the laws going around in certain states that would allow what the law considers to be children to have medical treatment done to change their gender and not going to beleaguer that look for the episode you can listen to that but kind of something that ties into that there's been a lot of news lately about uh target i think in the last episode i mentioned something about the budweiser issue but The Target thing, you know, was they chose to do a Pride Month thing, which apparently, I've always felt Target was very uh, queer-friendly, LGBT-friendly. But at any rate, they expanded or something this product line, and people took offense at it, and people have been boycotting Target. And the things that I've heard including there's a rapper, I can't remember his name, but he has on YouTube a a, a song that he put out about Target, and he filmed it in Target. And, you know, the whole issue is about we don't want these items in the children's department for my kids to see. It was like uh, bathing suits that have a tuck pocket and things like that. You know, I listened and I thought, well, okay, I'm Christian. I don't really want to buy... One of the lines was apparently done by an an artist from the UK who was known to use a lot of demonic symbolism in his art, put it that way. Uh, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that something said Satan loves queers or something like that. But at any rate, that's rhetoric, I don't know. But I got to thinking about this and had a discussion with a, a very good friend about this. And I, you know, I'm going to put this out there. Here's my thought. First of all, all of this talk about these books, these clothing, all these things that they're influencing my child, that they're grooming my child. Okay, let's be honest. That is rooted in a belief that people are not born gay, that they become gay for any number of reasons that people think and that they can be influenced in their sexuality to be gay or not be gay. First of all, I I don't believe for one minute that that's the case. I I wholeheartedly believe that people can be born gay, that they never develop what we would call normal heterosexual attractions. Secondly, as parents, aren't you influencing your child every day? When you buy them gender-assigned clothing, gender-assigned toys, cut their hair in a gender-assigned way, you just happen to be doing it in the way that's more socially acceptable. 
But the fact of the matter is, who says that a toy is a boy's toy or a girl's toy? Or clothing is a boy's clothing or a girl's clothing? I mean, in all honesty, I don't know, people used to walk around, men and women, all wearing, you know, togas, uh, gowns, you know. It is assigned by the taste of society at the time. And, you know, it's just silly. But you are. You are influencing your child, and you have that right to do that. But I would like to think that you have a much greater influence over your child than a piece of clothing they see hanging in Target. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because I've shared before that I am biracial. I was born in the middle 60s at a time when it was, I still don't think it's greatly accepted, but it was really not accepted back then. And I've had some experiences along the way. And I can remember as a kid, you know, the feeling that it would have really been nice to have something out there in the public outside of my immediate family that I that was relatable to me you know you didn't see biracial people in tv shows and movies or it certainly wasn't put out there that way even if they were and I felt kind of like an island unto myself and it wasn't a great feeling so I imagine if I'm a child who is naturally developing to have non-heterosexual thinking and feeling that that must be, I can imagine what that must feel like, that you have nowhere to turn to something that's identifiable to you in society. At least I had my immediate family that I could share the experience of being biracial with and discuss it with. A lot of these kids don't even have that. So to me, what is the harm in having that in a store there's lots of things in stores that is not, that are not child appropriate. Okay, there there's condoms on shelves. Okay, there are feminine products. There's all kinds of things that you just walk past them. You don't show your kid that item. You don't get into explaining it until they're of an appropriate age. Don't show them those clothes. It's just clothing. It's really not worth having a battle about. And the other thing that it brings to mind is that marketing is my, not my thing. I'm an accountant by trade. But I do know that, I don't know how it's done now, but I know that in the past when large corporations decided to do a particular marketing campaign that they would do test market research. Is anybody doing that anymore? Because how are these companies like Target and Anheuser-Busch being blindsided by these reactions? It's like, wow, you really, really miscalculated how many people out there are on board with this issue. Which alludes to how much social media is blowing it up. Because I still believe in those people's rights, but I still do believe that they're kind of the minority in society. And... I have always believed and seen in my life being biracial and being born the year that the civil rights law was put into effect. That One thing I know, you cannot legislate people's thinking. You can pass laws and give certain groups rights and you can say we're going to do something if somebody abridges those rights. But in, in, in reality, when you go out there every day in your day-to-day -day life, 
regardless of the laws, it isn't going to change how people look at you. It isn't going to change what people think of you if they have disdain for what you represent. And you can have all the laws you want, just like all the laws they pass to protect people on the job. It's kind of a dog and pony show because they find little ways to barely meet the the legal minimum requirement, but yet if people avail themselves of it, they often face very strong pushback at work. And that is what happens with these other laws. You can pass laws protecting people from their sexuality, giving them rights, all these things. There's a laundry list of other ways that people can still show their disdain for you that are not illegal, that are walking the line, but they're every bit as uncomfortable to you in society. And no, we shouldn't have to live like that, but we don't live in a perfect world. We're trying to get to a perfect world when we leave here, but we're not there. And again, you know, I I don't want to toss these things out there. I guess I am tossing them out there rather abstractly. I am telling you how I feel about it. Uh, I don't want to participate with something that's demonic because that's my personal beliefs. But I don't want to take away someone else's rights to believe what they believe. And that is what I'm seeing happening way too much, that in the name of giving one group a set of rights, we're bulldozing over another group and not recognizing their rights. But people politicizing book banning, what's sold in stores, mostly politicians, to pander to a certain constituency. I'm kind of tired of that. It's, it's throwing fire on, on the, on the fl- throwing gasoline on the fire. I'm sorry, I'm going to learn how to talk. And it doesn't need that. Again, okay, so there may be some kids who would like to have clothing that they could buy, that they can identify with. And their parents are on board with that. There's lots of things in clothing departments. Let's talk about the clothing that they make for little girls. You know, belly shirts. Very, very inappropriate clothing for little girls, in my opinion. Very provocative. Not age-appropriate. But, you know, I don't see anybody marching in the streets about that necessarily. So what do you care if there's something that shows gay pride? If you're a child and you happen to be developing that you're not heterosexual, I can tell you firsthand, you probably do need to feel that you have some connection somewhere out there in the world. Or else you're going to end up with some very unhealthy feelings about yourself. And don't we deserve to do something about that? You know, people, sometimes we can just look the other way to something. Or if you have that strong of a feeling about it, identify it with your child and express your feelings to your child, what you think is right or wrong about that. And handle it that way. Rather than going to schools and to stores and to everywhere else and saying, I want anything I don't believe in removed. I don't care if that leaves people of a different thinking with nothing they can identify with. And, you know, the other discussion I was having with this friend was the book banning that's gone on in Florida with DeSantis. And, you know, I can't seem to find a straight, 
truth about what books exactly have been banned. I did find out that it just means that the schools can't spend school dollars to purchase these books. If the child brings the book in on their own, it's fine. Now, no, I don't approve of a book to a five to seven-year-old that's talking about things that are not age appropriate for them, that they're not even experiencing yet, so we really don't need to put it out there. But if you have a child in that room who happens to have two dads, two moms, maybe they might like to have something that they can relate to as well. Maybe we need to be a little bit sensitive to that. And if you think that that's influencing your child, think again. Your child is being raised in a heterosexual household and being brought up with the beliefs and morals you have. And unless your beliefs and morals are to teach your child to stamp out anybody that doesn't meet their belief system, there should be no problem. I, I really hope you're not teaching your kid that they should expel, ignore, be mean to another child just because it doesn't fit the belief system that they've been raised with. You can tell your kid that that shouldn't be who they hang out with, and that should be that. But not to be mean to them, not to reject them, that's a problem. You're not raising a very kind or caring child. How about a little live and let live? Because what are you going to do if one day the tide is turned and you're the minority and someone wants to stamp out how you believe? One of the tenets of religious belief is that we are going to have to face adversity in this life until we die and you overcome it and you live your life. And even without a religious belief, in our society, the law says people have a right in this society, the freedom to believe what they want to believe as long as it doesn't impinge on your right to do so. So, again, I don't know the truth about what books exactly are being banned and what aren't. I know that the standards, like, you know, Mark Twain, Huckleberry Friend, all those things, Catcher in the Rye, that seem to always make it on a list to be banned are on there. But I don't know. My mother and father believed in exposing me to a lot of things. And under their guidance for me to filter and make decisions on my own. And they taught me to think. And I think that, that that's a good thing to do, a good way to raise your kids. If you really have an issue with the things out there, then don't you want them to be exposed to it under your guidance and tutelage rather than never having them confront it? Then what are they going to do in life when they eventually do confront it? Which they will. And again, there are things I agree that young children don't need to be exposed to. But I, I get the sense that there's more going on here than that. That it's and, and the overriding thing, I don't have anything against Governor DeSantis except that I don't even know how much he believes in these things and how much he's pandering to it to get votes. Because a lot of politicians, after President Trump was as successful as he was, discovered there was an untapped political market in this country. And they're pandering to it. So there's that. But that's, this is how I believe. This is what I think. So you're free to think what you want to think. And you know, 
again, we have to accept we are a very large society. And there are millions of us in this country from all walks of life and all kinds of thinking. And we have to allow for something other than our thinking. You know, just be a little kind. You know, I mean, um, I don't care to drink or go to bars. But I'm not picketing out in front of every bar in town saying these bars should be closed. Because it's immoral and I don't believe in it. Okay, I... You know what I'm getting at? Where do you draw the line? But we have to be accepting that there are things beyond just us and our group. And on the other side, too, that, that, that goes both ways. Let's just put it that way. You know, the LGBT community also needs to understand that there are people who don't think the way that you think, who don't feel the way that you feel, that don't accept it. And it's not really a good idea to be shoving this in people's faces that you know don't agree with it, aren't comfortable with it. Just go live your life. Be a normal, kind human being. And people will, who have intelligence will judge you for that. The, the, you know, the, no, the morons, you're never going to change their mind. Whatever you do, they don't want to hear anything. They don't want to learn or grow. And there will always be those people. But intelligent broad-minded people, if they see you just living your life, being normal, you yourself by living your life are destroying the negative stereotypes, those people will accept it. You'll educate them. You'll broaden their, their thinking. That's what I had to do being biracial in 1964, living in all white neighborhoods. And yet racism hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there. But many, many, many people that I've met in my life that had never been exposed to black people, to biracial people, and maybe had even been taught some negative things about those groups, meaning me, seeing that I was just like them. I was a goofy kid or a goofy teenager, but I was a, a decent human being. And my parents had a normal household. Changed their minds, educated them, enlightened them, broadened their thinking. And there were some dummies that didn't matter what they saw. They were still going to think negative, negatively of me and of my family. And that's okay. My mother used to tell me, Margie, not everybody's going to like you in life, and they're not even always going to have a reason. And that's okay. You just go on and live your life. So I'm going to leave you with my mother's thoughts. Joyce knew what she was talking about. She faced a lot of adversity to be with the man she loved. And she taught me a lot about living with the life that I'd been born into. So those are my thoughts on that. I hope you think about it. I hope you ponder it. Consider it anyway. But I'll leave you with that thought. And I will be back with you next week on Incoming with Margie Avery. So where is all the positivity? I feel like we all just hate on everything is killing me. Thoughts build quick, causing different possibilities. Negative thoughts will cause different disabilities. So do better. Work hard under pressure. If you got no time, work smarter than ever. Don't ever let them tell you that you can't ever say never. And turn your mind into the truest to go-getters.